Welcome to Animate the World, a show about two friends and their love letter to animation in all its wonderful forms. I'm your co-host, Kelly Smimo. And I, I'm Richard Minari. And I'm eating a cookie right now. Jealous. Yeah, it's a knockoff Oreo brand cookie. (laughs) And it's just as delicious. In fact, I think, you know what, I think I'm uncovering a conspiracy right now. Because this is very important to talk about. Mm -hmm. Uh... I was eating Oreos recently, and the, the cream was super small. Like, it didn't touch the rims of the cookie, you know? Like, mm. I think they're starting to skimp on it so that you buy their ones that are double stuffed or something like that. Um, but this knockoff Oreo has so much more cream, but, like, the amount that I want. Have you ever had an Oreo Thin, Kelly? What's that? It's basically an Oreo, but... They reduce the size of everything by 50%, if not 75%. So, like, the crackers are, like, <laughs> half the size and or, like, half the width. And the cream is, like, maybe, like, a tenth of the width of cream. <laughs> and my one of my friends was like, oh, my God, we have to get these. And I was like, why would you get these? They cost the same as regular Oreos, but they're, like, half the weight, like, half the mass. And then I tried one, and it was delicious. And I'm very mad at myself. Wait, Really? Yeah, no, it was like crispy, crunchy, and I was like, wow, I could eat 50 of these. Are they better than regular Oreos? I honestly ate a lot more Thins than I did of regular Oreos. That may just be because they are less of them, and each unit is a lot less than a normal Oreo, but like, I kept going back to the Thins because I was like, man, I really want that satisfying crunch right now. That's fascinating. I feel like a chump. Okay, well... That was fun. Anyway, Richard, what's our question? Our question for the week is your favorite anime art styles. Ooh. Which one of those had those art styles that really stuck out in your mind? You're like, man, I want to look at that. I want to get some posters of that and put that up on my wall. Mm -hmm. I want to draw some fan art of that. (laughs) Um, I really like Suritama's art style. Nice. Um, because it is super, Suritama is a fishing anime. It is super colorful, super saturated, um, and they have giant hair, but not mm. like Yu-Gi-Oh giant hair. Um, <laughs> <laughs> different, less giant. Um, and I don't know, it's just a very colorful, vibrant show and it really matches the tone of it. And it was just like, it's always fun to look at. And I really like when they stylize it more, when they talk about the, the legend with the dragon and the gods, mm. and, like, their little circle dot art style. I'm a big fan. Big mm-hmm. fan. Big fan. Also, their faces were really expressive as well in a way that was um, pretty creative and, mm-hmm. like, they, they really just, like, went ham wild on mm-hmm. some of their faces in ways that were very good and demotive yeah. for me. I really enjoyed that about Suritama. Yeah, and also, like, Suritama's a lot about social anxiety, and I really like their visual metaphors um, to express anxiety which is usually in the form of, like, a character feeling like they're drowning, like water is rising all above them in the social situation. Um, and I don't know. Their their water, which is most of the show, was so pretty. Good water. And their fish were amazing, and I love fish. <laughs> I love Surrey Thomas art style. The end. What about you, Richard? What's one? I think one of my favorites is uh, Kyoso Giga, or uh, Capital mm. Craze. 
Yeah. Um, yes. Kyoso Giga is about this um, family that lives in a special world, um, and they are like the the story is about like them, and we've definitely talked about it before. But the story is about them trying to find their fam, like the the children trying to find their parents and reconnect with them, and uh, sort of trying to like also living in this world that was created that they are trying to that they don't. They, they understand, but it's also got a lot of weird quirks to it, and there's a lot of backstory to it that they don't necessarily understand. Um, mm-hmm. But the art style is, like, right away you're thrown into this, in the first, well, the zeroth episode, technically. Uh, <laughs> uh, you're thrown into this world filled with, like, these monsters with really, um, I want to say pastel colors. They're, they're, uh, it's got a variety of palettes within the show, like, yeah. um, Certain types of people have, like, um, a certain palette to them, whereas, like, they're a bunch of also 3D rendered people as well. And um, there are a bunch of, like, like a lot of the background people are just stick people, like, stick figures with, like, ball heads. And, like, it's just, there are also random floating polygons all throughout the world. So, um, like, the absurdity of all these different visual styles, like, perfectly fits, like, the nonsensical plot of the show, where, like, you're thrown into this, um, uh, like, this interaction between characters where they're trying to... Like, where they're breaking reality or they're, like, transporting to different parts of the world and, like, space doesn't make sense. And it's just all around uh, confusing, but also very, um, like, just fun and creative and non-traditional in a way that I really enjoyed. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I love, 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 mm-hmm. love Kyoso Giga. That's another show that has those vibrant mm-hmm. colors and, like, they're mm-hmm. just very expressive faces and very much, like, not this, like, I... I don't like it when anime has this, and Western animation does this too a lot, especially with female characters, of, like, inherently wanting them to look good all the time, you know? Or, like, look pretty mm. and da-da-da-da. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciate in Kyoso Giga where the the sister character, the, the the demon character, goes into demon forms or is, like, yeah. super huge sometimes and, like, is screaming and stuff and, like, has a very expressive, angry face when she's upset. And I love mm-hmm. that about the art cell that it allows it to do that. Um, it's like very amorphous. Yeah, I really like that. Mm-hmm. I love, 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 love the art style in Mob Psycho 100. Oh, I gotta see that. Yeah, so Mob Psycho 100 has like, is a show about a super powerful psychic. It's by the same people who did One Punch Man. Um, and it's a very simplistic art style, especially in the faces, um, where it's just like, like a very simple face but the art the animation budget is huge in this show i think because they have very impressive feats when they do like psychological battles and like the expressions these characters twist their face to are unreal and amazing and like the character designs in general are super fun and wacky and like I don't know. It's just like the again the use of colors and darkness in this show at least like really embodies the whole vibe and it's just like it's just such an expressive and out of this wit out of this world kind of show. Mm. And I love it. I love it. I love it. It's so good. So good. I really like it when character like when uh anime like isn't necessarily like when they're not trying to be like traditionally beautiful but then they put like mm-hmm. a lot of time and money and energy into like being excellent i don't even know how yeah, to yeah, yeah. like it's just like just like still doing something that isn't necessarily like oh wow look at how pretty it is like look at how instead like how raw and energetic it is which i really like um 
Kelly, I have gotten into... So, I, as I told you, I just recently finished the second season of Attack on Titan. Yes. I have gotten into at least 10 fights with my close friends about whether or not the show is has good art. Mm-hmm. I... Uh, what are your thoughts on Attack on Titan's art style? I think it's a bit... It's beautiful in some cases, mm. but they rely very heavily on weird painted stills, mm. like, in the middle of things. Mm. But I like it. I especially like their eyes. Certainly. Well. I think they're very good at eye close-ups. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, what is, what was the base, what is the big argument? Well, so, like, I, um, I really enjoy Attack on Titan's art style, like, not mm-hmm. like, to, like, not like it's not my favorite art style, but, like, I really enjoy it because I find that it gets my heart pumping with how mm. um, dramatic they draw, dramatically they draw their faces and the positions of the their bodies. And also, I really appreciate how grotesque and ugly the Titans are in the midst of, like, mm. their very well-crafted, uh, like, normal character faces. Um so, like, I don't I, I find that those things are, I really enjoy. My close friends who will watch the show as well, they look at it and they're like, this is the ugliest show I've ever seen. And I get really mad really? at them. <laughs> yes. Why do they think it's ugly? It's really well drawn. Yeah, I think, like, I think, like, it certainly does a good job of, of what it tries to do. Like, have, like, a really intense um, feeling about it. Um, but I think that it's very intentional and that they, they do a good job of achieving something that is repulsive to me or like engaging to me. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. As is, as is my two cents on the argument. I've never really heard people like saying that it's an ugly art style. It may also just because my friend is a hipster and likes to not like things that people <laughs> like. <laughs> I, I can understand that. <laughs> Richard, I can't believe we haven't talked about it yet. Tatami Galaxy. Oh, poop. Tatami Galaxy has the, one of those out there art styles that changes like every frame. Um, mm. And they really play with it each episode. Kind of has a new characteristic to the art style that they're going to kind of focus on along with the story. And it makes sense because the story itself is about revisiting and redoing the same two years over and over again. But um, by joining a different club. That's the plot of Tatami Galaxy. Mm. Uh, and so... It's really cool because the the main character is, like, this, like, white. And by white, I mean, like, literally the color white, like, mm-hmm. washed out. Like, very simple drawing. And it's on purpose because he doesn't even have a name in the show. His name is literal Watashi, which just means I. Um, and he's never named by any of the characters. And he's very much just a stand-in for the audience as he, like goes about and the cast the rest of the cast is so unique and colorful and like different and like you know special in comparison Mm. to him and like I love how just there are some characters that look like gorillas because they're henchmen there's the 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 best friend character is seen as a demon awesome. for the majority of the show and like literally looks like a demon because that is how the main character perceives him. The art style is what his perception of the world is around him. And we see sometimes the best friend character through like an actual objective lens at times and he looks nothing like a demon. <laughs> and it makes you really upset. <laughs> um, but things like that or like... Um, 
Yeah, even characters that aren't real people are stylized completely differently than the real people characters. Like mm. um, Johnny is oh my God. a very different art style than the normal people walking around. <laughs> because Johnny is a part of Watashi's brain. Yep. <laughs> uh, we're not going to go into it further than that. Please watch Tatami Galaxy. It's amazing. I got to watch that show again. I really want to watch that so show again. Good. It's so good. I watched it a few months ago. <sighs> again. It's so good. I love it. Galaxy. One more show that I um, really enjoyed the art style for um, is Pokemon Sun and Moon. Oh! Are you familiar with the fact that they changed yeah, the art style? Yeah. That people blew up about it, but yeah. I was like, it's kind of cute. <laughs> there are a lot of angry people, right? I mean, like, I understand, like, we've had the same art style for the past six generations of Pokemon, um, and I definitely appreciate the old art style. However, um, and I won't say that this is like the best art. It's just something that I've enjoyed a lot recently in the past year. Um, I find the change to be very welcome and interesting. Um, the character designs and shapes and the Pokemon designs and shapes are a bit more um, amorphous. They're not as rigid as they used to be in the past, which is like, I mean, they were never very rigid. Like Pikachu always used to make funny faces and like squish his body a lot, which was cute. But like now, like uh, they're a bit more dramatic with the way that they can completely just alter uh, like Jesse and James, like their faces are get much more exaggerated in ways that I think are really endearing and cute. Um, mm-hmm. And like the fights are also a lot more um, there. I feel more intense because they play with the shapes of the characters as they engage with each other in battle. So like, mm-hmm. it's not a huge difference, but I think it's very interesting and an excellent change of pace from the traditional Pokemon style. It breathes it new life. Mm-hmm. Make people talk about the anime again. Mm-hmm. Um, I also made Ash look younger. Yeah. <laughs> He's now going backwards. Still 10. So it's Benjamin Button in this. Um, my last one I want to talk about is Madoka Magica. Ooh. Because of specifically the art style switches when they go into their witch. Um, into those witch zones. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen Madoka in years <laughs> now. But the art style changes a lot in those instances. It almost looks kind of like paper at times um and very scrackly and very unnerving and you see the anime characters over this backdrop and it makes them look very out of place and it's supposed to be this kind of surreal uncomfortable zone when they're fighting these witches and it's like a very cool effect and like the witch designs in general are really cool because it's not like you know black pointy hat broomstick kind of witch it's like very much in tune to whatever that girl's life was and her struggles Mm. were are like played out and broadcasted like her subconscious played out and broadcasted for everyone to see to see personified in this zone this witch zone i don't i think there's a term for it and i've forgotten was it a labyrinth i don't remember is it it might have been a labyrinth um and then the witch itself is like this inhuman kind of amalgamation of all that stuff so like one witch, and I won't say who it is because it was a spoiler, <laughs> is like a knight top half and like a mermaid tail at the bottom. Oh. And like, it's so good. <sighs> I need to rewatch Madoka. Mm-hmm. It's been way too long. <laughs> uh, like three years. Uh, but I just really, I love it when shows just like switch into a different art style to show off a new aspect or to like, 
be like this. We're in a completely different space right now. You know, I think it's a really good use of that medium that doesn't really Mm -hmm. translate well into live action. I think the only thing that live action tries to do with that is when they put like that dream haze around the frame and make it be like, this isn't a real place. But in animation, you can do so much more than that. And it's so cool. But yeah, those are the big art styles that I can think of. Same, yeah. There's so many shows to be Mm -hmm. honest, but like anime has a lot of different arts you can play with so many different mediums in a way that i think is uh like i've always loved like shadow puppetry and i want to see more of that (laughs) (laughs) you weirdo (laughs) all right richard where's my music oh um you are about to enter a world a world of magic and mystery um up is down and left is yellow Welcome to Kelly's Current Corner. Kelly's Current Corner is dead. Uh, (laughs) So, Boku no Hero Academia, which is the one show I'm really following, is on hiatus this week, which means no new episode. Found that out the hard way when I clicked to watch it and was just wasn't there. And I was like, why why isn't it here? And then I had to search and people were like, (laughs) September 2nd. And I'm like, gosh darn it. So... None of that. Um, I will say I did watch anime this week, and that was on Friday. Uh, I introduced my roommates to the beauty of uh, a little show called Yaomushi Pedal, mm. or bike anime, and we ended up watching 11 episodes. Jeez. Uh, and I forgot how much I love it. I love it a lot. Go watch bike anime. <laughs> it's so much fun. And watch it in a group, because that's, that's where it shines. Mm. When you can talk about it as it's happening in front of you. And you're like, what is happening? That show also had an incredible art style. Like It does. No, the sound design and character design for Mito Suji, the antagonist, <sighs> is something that I will continue to rave about until the end of times. Because they really play up the creepy factor with him. Mm. He has He's a very long, lanky person with a creepy smile and giant bug eyes. He has this character music that is so unsettling and makes you, like, shudder when it starts playing. Um, and you know that something terrible is about to happen. And they give every joint he moves <sighs> its own specific sound effect. <laughs> like, that's amazing and makes it all, like, it's such a beautifully orchestrated thing when he pops up on the screen. It's just a joy to watch him. And I think the animators just have a great time animating him because he looks like so much fun. <laughs> I love Mito Suji Akira. Never get over him. Let's make our viewers as uncomfortable as possible. Mm? What a fun game. It's so good. Mm. I don't know. I just forgot how much I appreciated that show. Um, because I think it has one of the better, like, main characters in a sports anime. Because mm. a lot of sports anime has that issue where it's like, this main character knows nothing but is a prodigy somehow, you know? <laughs> um, and I think... In bike anime, they pull it off so well because the main character has never, like, tried to bike as a sport or anything like that. It's never been part of his mind, but he's a huge otaku, so he would bike his terrible, like, super heavy basket bike called a mommy bike, and he would take it 45 kilometers one way to go to Akihabara to buy anime stuff. And that's why he's so good at biking is because he's built stamina since fourth grade to supply his nerd hobby. And that's why it makes sense when suddenly he's on a good bike that he has so much power in him. 
Because he's actually been training all his life for this. It's not like an instantaneous thing. And mm-hmm. I think just the way that gets pulled off is just so refreshing for a main character. Mm-hmm. It really makes it like, yeah, this does make sense. <laughs> of course he's good at this. <laughs> he's insane. <laughs> Loves that anime. Loves that anime. Bless his soul. And he realized, like, if you can't make an anime club, you infect another club with anime. <laughs> you you it take way. it over. It's beautiful. It's beautiful Beautiful story. Watch bike anime. The end. Uh, do you have anything in your rambunctious room? No, I haven't watched anything this week. I am falling behind. You're the worst. The room is empty. There's just like some dust on the floor and maybe like a chair that's been toppled over. There's nothing in there. <laughs> Are you even in there? No, I left. <laughs> it's now just the rambunctious Terrible room. Richard. Well, I hope you. I hope you watched just. Oh, one oh, thing, I did. There is one. Okay, there's one thing in Richard's rambunctious room, and it's a letter. Oh God! And what does the letter say? Who's it from? The letter. The letter is from my sense of decency. It says, "Why did you leave me, Richard?" <laughs> and I think in PS it said, "It's time for anime club." It's time for the anime club. All right. So again, before we dive in, I want to preface warnings for every trigger. <laughs> Uh, this week, I didn't think it was that bad until I got to episode six, and then I was like, this is really bad. So, um, bullying, suicide, uh, just violence, um, yeah, just Mm -hmm. be wary. Uh, but yeah, let's jump in. So, we're gonna talk about episode four of Mm -hmm. Shigo Fumi. So, what happened in episode four? Well, my favorite thing happened. It became sports anime. Um, And we meet a girls' tennis team with actual lesbians. Mm -hmm. I was really surprised and impressed with this. Me too. Like, what? Actual (laughs) LGBTQ representation that didn't come off, like, weirdly fetishy and didn't Mm -hmm. feel exploity? And it felt... It was nice. I saw them touch hands. And they didn't have to kiss, but it was still... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, these two girls touch hands at the very beginning, and you're like, is it? What? What's happening? Anyway, we'll get into it. So, yeah. So, we meet a girls' tennis team very briefly, and two of the characters, who I have called Senpai and Captain. Senpai has short hair, and Captain has long hair. And they're both members of this girls' tennis team. They're both upperclassmen. And they hold hands in this room for a second, and they look very intimate. And then we move on. So Angel (laughs) is ready to deliver a real fat letter. Um, And uh, staff keeps asking her, you know, what's what's inside the letter? And she's like, I'm not allowed to tell you. And then we kind of, if you remember what happened at the very end of last week's episode, Richard? We got to see um, classmate confront Angel on the roof and say, hey, you're a real person. You are alive. Why did you shoot your dad? <laughs> and that's how it ended. So I was like, are we going to get to that? Well, we are. So we flash back to that confrontation with glasses. And the resolution of that was she just like, bye. And just peaced out and <laughs> didn't say anything to him. Um, and she can't really remember who he is. Or at least she won't tell the staff who keeps questioning her. Is that your boyfriend? Like, what's going on? Um... She, like, won't say anything. So, instead, she tries to deliver the letter to Senpai Girl, who politely refuses. She's like, oh, no, I'm not interested. 
Um, and then she finds out who the n- name of the sender is um, from Angel, and so then she just immediately slaps it out of her hand and runs. And I'm like, all right, well, it's going to be a good time. Um, and the next scene is Captain and Senpai are herding their girls um, into a bus because apparently they're going on a training camp. I know a lot about sports anime, so I can fill in these gaps. Um, and they're leaving the city entirely with their team for this trip. Um, and it's really, actually, I really like this scene because, like, Captain and Senpai play off each other so nicely as upperclassmen with all the new carols in their team. Mm. And it's just this really sweet scene, and they're so cute together. <laughs> Cut to, um, I think Angel standing on the platform for the train and being like, huh, I guess I'm going to have to request permission to leave this section. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of when we learn out that, uh, People like Angel Mailman of the Dead, uh, they get assigned a specific section, and that's like anyone who dies or needs a letter delivered in that little section is under their custody. And so there's apparently a ton of them all around the place. So just as we suspected, Glasses is a recurring character. Mm -hmm. Um, We find him eating dinner with his family, and he mentions seeing the dad killer girl. Mm Uh, you know, just on the route. And his dad, who's a detective, is like, what are you saying? <laughs> Stop that. There's a lot of cuts in this episode. We keep going back and forth between, like, glasses and, like, the actual episode. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's a little weird and sometimes, like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. But it just feels a little choppy. Mm-hmm. So we're back at, um, we're back at camp and Senpai, um, Senpai is upset in a store with captains because she keeps seeing hetero couples in her space. And she's like, I don't want this. (laughs) And I'm like, I get that. Um, And captain (laughs) comments about how much senpai hates men. And senpai's like, I like my dad. And she's like, that doesn't count. (laughs) Um, And while they're leaving on their little bike, they bump into angel. Who's like, please take this letter. (laughs) And it's still quite a hard no, and uh, Senpai just bikes away, and Captain's like, what was that about? Um, And that's when we meet another mailman! I call her Blondie. I like it. Um, So there's this blonde girl, same outfit as Angel, same height, still like a little girl. (laughs) Uh, And she's got a staff with a male voice. Her own annoying staff. Um, And... They have this interaction, and I kind of really liked it because at first I thought that she was going to be one of those characters that's just antagonistic toward mm-hmm. the other one for no reason. Mm-hmm. But they, like, actually have a friendship, mm-hmm. and they're, like, they're actually nice to each other, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not just this super antagonisty kind of relationship. So anyway, she comments how, you know, male men are dead people. And thus, they never age once, you know, they're just dead. So she died, and now she's a mailman. She was chosen. But Angel keeps growing. So she's like, what's going on with you? You're weird. And Angel doesn't say anything. Mm. So we're like, oh, it's because she's in a coma. (laughs) Anyway, um, back to the girl. Senpai's acting really angry and off. She, like, rolls her ankle. She gets a cut on her finger, and Captain just sucks her finger Mm -hmm. unnecessarily. (laughs) Gotta get that poison out from the ground. (laughs) Just gotta get the paper poison out. (laughs) Um, And she asks her who the letter sender is, 
And Senpai um, confesses it's from her mom who left her like 10 years ago after cheating on her dad and like leaving with that person. And then she had found out recently that her mom had died by her abusive partner. And she like just doesn't want to deal with it. Um, but finally, uh, finally Angel kind of is able to deliver the letter, but, uh, Senpai just throws it in the trash. Mm -hmm. Um, supportive, the best, okay, Captain is such a supportive girlfriend. Mm -hmm. I love Captain. Mm -hmm. She, like, picks this letter from the trash and she gives it to her after she, after Senpai sprained her ankle and helps her, like, you know... And they have this really intimate moment, but then it cuts away because she's just leaving. And, like, Senpai's like, you're such a tease. <laughs> Which is really cute. <laughs> um, and then it's, like, really weird. There's, like, light coming from the window being concentrated <laughs> on a rag. And suddenly the place is on fire. Does that happen? Because that's, like, I, terrifying. I don't know if it happens that easily. <laughs> Anyway, so there's a fire in this building, and, like, Senpai is the only person in it, and she's just got a sprained ankle, you know? Um, and she's limping her way out and collapses outside, and she was holding the letter, and she drops it a few few inches away from her hand, and she's, like, as she's coughing to death, I, I want to read it. I want to read it. I want to know. And uh, it cuts to Angel and Blondie, like, looking from a tree. And Blondie's like, don't you dare help her. You know we're not allowed to. And Angel's like, I'm not going to do that. And then suddenly it's raining. And the fire gets put out. And Blondie's like, did you do that? And Angel's like, no. And I'm like, okay, who did that? Was it the mom? They kept showing, like, a motherly statue. So I don't know. Anyway, rain starts falling. This this motherly statue gets a close-up. And it looks like it's crying. And the fire is put out. And Captain, who's freaking out uh finally is able to run in toward her and uh it turned out after senpai read the letter that her mom came to all of her tennis games throughout the years and like wrote about them in detail and took pictures and like that's why the envelope was so fat it was full of all of these stories and um senpai gets a little emotional about that but she's fine and she just like hangs with her girlfriend captain and keeps saying you're such a tease as they <laughs> hold hands. And it's so cute! <laughs> this is the cutest app. Good, like, a good app. Like, the one one that was just innocent, like, no one gets murdered. Just, like, someone gets a nice letter from something that they had, like, written off as bad in their life. And that was nice. Yeah, it was so sweet. <laughs> the next episode's pretty sweet, too. Yeah, yeah, it is. Cats are nice. Richard, what happens in episode five? Well, before we move on, I just wanted to say, like, I was so scared that this was going to be a bury the gays situation. Yes, and yes, yes, yes. I'm, I was like, I looked at them in the beginning of the episode. I was like, they're in love. They're dead. They're dead. <laughs> they're so dead by the end of that. But they're fine. And they end up just going on with their lives, being nice and having a good time. Yeah, so if anything, they just get closer. Because she finds out more about, like, her troubles, and they're just, like, really into each other. I totally thought that, too. I was like, one of them's going to die, and the other one's going to hold them as they cry. Mm -hmm. And then it's going to be like, tell the man I actually love no. that I love him. Something dumb like that. But no, they're just sweet little lesbian tennis players, mm -hmm. and they love each other. 
and they didn't need to kiss, but we could tell that they loved each other so much. And it wasn't like subtext. It was just the, what it was. Mm -hmm. I was very impressed and really happy about it. Me too. I hope they come back. I'm really hoping yeah, that we have more. Especially because it's becoming clear that like these characters all live very close to each other. <laughs> anyway. Oh, yes. Time. Episode five. Episode five. So, uh, we, um, that whole episode was self-contained. We move on to another episode, um, that seems to be pretty self-contained. Um, at the start of the episode, we meet this strange man with long white hair who is obsessed with beauty. <laughs> um, I think a good name for him, because I, I, I know we're going to see him later, um, yeah. is Pegasus, because he reminds me of Maximilian <gasps> Oh my Pegasus. god! <laughs> yes, but who is he actually, because we have said this name before. Uh, oh, um, he has the same last name or the same surname, we think, as um, Mailman Angel, maybe? Yeah, so his name is Mikawa Kirameki, mm -hmm. which is the name of the novelist mm -hmm. uh, that Angel quoted, and the same last name as Angel. Mm -hmm. But go on. So there's probably something there. Um, in any case, uh, this guy is obsessed with beauty, and he says that there are two groups in the world, the pretty and the ugly, <laughs> And the interviewer is like, oh, man, I feel like I'm kind of in the ugly group. What did I do with myself? And in my mind, I was like, ah, oh, he's probably going to say kill himself. And then he does say, you should kill yourself. And I'm like, okay, wow. We're going the whole hog Great here. job, Pegasus. <laughs> anyway, that's all we see of him for the rest of these three episodes. Um, we go back to Angel, who um, is trying to pet this cat uh, in this, like, uh, like this place where there's garbage, and uh, she looks very scared. A dumpster. Yes, <laughs> a dumpster. Um, when suddenly we see um, Blondie come charging in, and she's, like, going to tackle that cat, but the cat escapes because it's a light cat, and we find out that Blondie is trying to deliver a letter to the cat, and Angel is trying to deliver to a, a letter to the cat, so they're going to team up and deliver this letter, these letters to this cat. Um, then and the we, cat's name is Schrodinger. Schrodinger. That's very is, important. It's very important, yes. <laughs> um... We then have another quick cut to glasses. and Oh, wait, wait. Yeah. So Blondie is delivering it from the cat's old lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, who passed away. And Angel's delivering it from the old man who just <laughs> passed away. Because they both passed away very close, close to each other. And they only wanted to write a letter to their cat. <laughs> I empathize completely. Um, we cut over to Sad Glasses really quickly. He's still trying to figure out what happened to Angel's physical form. Her, 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 her comatose form. And he's calling everyone from his middle school, but they don't have a clue. And uh, police dad's kind of like, he's calling his friends. Hmm. Curious. Um, we then go back to Angel and Blondie, and they're having this delightful romp through the city trying to hunt down the cat. They talk a little bit about, like, how it's, um, like, not terrible that the old couple, that they passed away near the same time because it's, like, sad when one half is left behind. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm wondering if that may be some insight into Angel's uh, character, but I'm not sure yet. Um, yeah. There's a lot that Angel says that I'm like, hmm, hmm. what happened, baby? What happened to you? Um, in any case, they're walking through the city, and Blondie's like, you know what? We need some catnip to get these cats. I'm just going to nip over and steal some real quick. And <laughs> Angel says, no, that is against the law. And she uses her staff to strike at her invisible form. And she's like, I, I can't hold back because I can't see you. And she's like, yes, you can. Stop, please. And it's <laughs> nice. Uh, they run into some sleazy guys, and they just totally have none of it, and they just rag on these guys really hard. They um, call them human trash. Yeah, human trash, just in many different ways. 
Um, one of the guys gets mad and knocks off Angel's hat, and Angel just lays into them real good and whacks them real good with their staff. And then they, like a Pokemon trainer, she takes their money after beating them. <laughs> they <laughs> offer their wallets. That's true. And so they have catnip now. Um, um, wait, to cut in for a second. I think mm-hmm. something to point out is that Angel really doesn't like people touching her or coming mm-hmm. anywhere close to her. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just multiple times, like, in this episode and in the next one when, like, especially a man or a boy will, like, reach out toward her and she'll be like, hell no, get away mm-hmm. from me. And I, I worry, I worry. Um, yeah. Especially because um, a little earlier with Glasses talking to his father, he finds out kind of that Kirameki, or he, like, acknowledges that Pegasus is um, her dad. Mm. That's stated. So I'm like, mm, that's the man who got shot by her. So yeah. Something must have happened, maybe. Or yeah. we're, we're suspicious something might have happened. Yeah, I'm getting um, worried. Yeah. Uh, Angel and uh, Blondie go outside of, like, a big building, and they start cooking the catnip, which I didn't know. I've never seen that form of catnip before. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it attracts a bunch of cats and Angel, oh, well, uh, Blondie talks to Angel like, are you afraid of cats? And Angel's like, no. And then she gets attacked by a million cats and passes out. Which is my heaven. <laughs> right? Like, becomes I'm, her I'm hell. I was so upset. Yeah, me too. Uh, when she, after she like blacks out, uh, we go back to, um, glasses and, uh, he's, uh, calling up one of his old middle school acquaintances, um, who's just like we we get like a little inside into her character she really likes um like the feudal era of japan it seems (laughs) and she likes reading up on that which i really think is great uh but she um before she gives any information um about her friend uh human angel she or was it kitameki is that right yeah yeah uh she um says like well before i give you any information about uh our friend from middle school i'm gonna need you to tell me did you have a crush on her (laughs) so he says like yeah i did but she turned me down and uh friend is like hmm curious okay well she (laughs) then she gives this really enigmatic answer like you should go to this hospital and you'll find out what's (laughs) going on and like what could that mean like what else could that be so he's like okay sure i'll go check it out so um angel wakes up in blondie's lap and they're sort of wait 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 and the girl says yeah, yeah The girl says, that's weird, like, to herself. That's weird, because I thought Angel had a crush on you. Why'd she turn you down? So. Yeah. What's going on? Hmm. <laughs> um, Angel wakes up in Blondie's lap, and they, like, share a nice moment where uh, Blondie's talking about how, like, they sort of, like, like <laughs> they're just like, hmm, indirect kiss. You want some water? And, like, sure, yeah, we're both girls. It's okay. I don't know what they were talking about. It was about. cute. Um, Yeah. But they, um, then suddenly Schrodinger shows up and a hilarious race (laughs) ensues where the two of them get their wings and they fly around the city trying to chase this cat. And apparently no one cares (laughs) that there are these two girls flying around. No one notices. Um, they crash into each other. They're running on walls. Um, well, finally they end up at the hospital, uh, where Schrodinger, uh, has disappeared to and, um, Angel flies around the building. As she swings around one side, she catches a glimpse of what we believe to be her comatose body in the hospital. And yeah. (laughs) And she gets really distracted and like stares at it. And then she crashes into a tree and lands literally on top of the guy who's digging up her past. (laughs) It was so perfect. (laughs) It was perfect. Good timing. Also her reaction is great. Yeah. (laughs) If I cover his eyes, he won't know what's happening. (laughs) 
<laughs> and he's like, what's happening? And then the staff is like, I'm sorry. I can't explain. <laughs> and they do that for a bit as the cat jumps on top of Angel and freaks her out a lot as she, like, rips on this guy's neck and, like, contorts his body in fear of the cat. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, the cat runs away and then she just takes off as the guy is writhing in pain on the ground and is too distracted <laughs> to notice her leaving. Um, it was a fun app. <laughs> it's a fun episode. I really like this episode. Um, the They run away and then the cat um, ends up going towards this abandoned building that's about to be demolished. And Blondie <laughs> just... No cares, just flies right into the building, right as it's getting demolished. The construction people couldn't care less. Um, <laughs> Angel has a bit more discretion. She goes invisible, and she poltergeists the crud out of the workers <laughs> and, like, takes over the machine. And they're all like, oh, my God, it's possessed. We got to run. And so the building doesn't get this demolished. And uh, we go inside, and we see that Blondie really likes cats. And she's, like, protecting this cat. She's like, it's okay. We'll be okay. Even if they destroy the building, I've got you. Um... They deliver the letters to the cat, and it turns out that there are keys to the front door of the apartment where the old people lived. And they go inside, and the cat runs in and curls up on its bed, and they talk I got so emotional about this. This was the emotion, like, this is honestly the most moving scene in these three episodes for me, where the cat, yeah. they say, like, okay, you get to say goodbye, take your time, you have until morning, just take your time to say goodbye to this place and to your owners. And it was very sweet. I was like literally about to tear up yeah. i love cats and i was like this cat came all the way back mm-hmm. to sleep in its bed and it misses its parents and the parents loved it so much they sent it two keys <laughs> is me. that allowed can you send i guess you how did dead I mean, people get the keys leave it alone yes <laughs> In any case, in our final scene, Glasses finally goes into the hospital after being attacked by an unknown assailant. And he walks in and he sees uh, his comatose friend and is very surprised. And I'm a little surprised it like took, I don't know, this was like five episodes into the series. But he's like, what? She's comatose. And his dad comes in and is like, yeah, sorry, I didn't tell you. Also, how did he get into the hospital? I guess like maybe it was visiting hours, but whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then he's like, who is Angel? Who is that person I saw? She's been comatose this whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. So that was a really fun light F. And mm-hmm. I was like, all right, episode six. And boy, <laughs> this is, I think this is the roughest episode. Yeah, definitely. So far. Mm-hmm. This was, this was a rough one. Mm-hmm. So just get, like, on all fronts. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've named the main guy in this loser neutral I don't know if you want to change that. But I was, like, really angry at him as I was watching this first, so... I was so angry with him. We'll get we'll get there. Anyway, Loser Neutral, who's just, like, this, like, whatever dude at school. He's reading an anonymous thread online about someone named Half Dead, that's their username, talking about his experience in being bullied and how he's, like, basically killed half of himself to, like, cope with this by becoming, like, emotionless and, like, people push compasses into his back things like that um just like awful stuff and the anons aren't that helpful and kind of keep bullying him as it goes and like loser neutral is like huh weird and it's like why are you reading this anyway (laughs) anyway it cuts to school and loser neutral sitting in his desk and there's like there's these bullies crowding around this quiet nerd 
who and like who's just face down in his desk trying to ignore what's happening and the 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 bullies they grab his bag and they're like hey everyone it's a communal trash can put your stuff in it and like everyone starts putting stuff in it including loser neutral who in his mind is like i guess bullying happens here too but it seems peaceful what (laughs) i was are people really like this where they're like that's a peaceful way to bullying putting garbage in a person's bag against their will all over their stuff that's a piece what but he said he he means it in that like at least he's not getting physically hurt and i'm like why is this being allowed to still it's like oh my god i got so as a person who was bullied in middle school i was really angry this whole episode Mm. anyway it cuts to glasses and his dad and now they're having a convo that's like the same conversation <laughs> every time, which is like, is it really true that she killed her daddy And the dad's like, yep, that's what happened. Anyway, back to school. So Quiet Nerd is forced to not wear pants or underwear in class now. And the teacher's trying to get him to come to the board, and he's like, I can't, I don't know the answer, I can't go to the board. And everyone in the class is laughing because they're all in on the joke. And, like, it sucks. And that night, Loser Neutral goes on that Anon feed again for some reason. I still don't understand why he reads these. It doesn't um, seem very consistent with his character, right? No. It's like, as a person who, li- like, is the worst. Anyway, he, he mm-hmm. he's reading this feed and he sees Half Dead, the user, um, start describing, you know, how he was forced to not wear pants and underwear in class today and it was super embarrassing and he was, like, so done with everything. And Loser Neutral's like, huh, it's the same story. That's weird. Again, not feeling any kind of, like, you know, like, not he feels nothing about this. I hate him. (laughs) Um, So the next day when he sees Quiet Nerd without any shoes on looking in the bushes, I'm assuming because they threw his shoes in there or something. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, he just calls out the username half dead and quiet nerd who I will now be calling half dead just like looks up and is like, Oh my God. And then I thought he would freak out because he's like, don't tell anyone I posted or something like that. But instead it's so upsetting. Mm-hmm. He like goes over to him. It's like, you'll help me. You'll help me. Like, please help me. Like, I can't do this anymore alone. Like, cause uh, you know what? Assuming correctly that someone reading his bullying thread is like concerned about him. Mm-hmm. But Loser Neutral's like, why is he reacting to this? And I'm like, you, what is wrong with you? And like literally Half Dead gets on the ground in like that begging position and it's like, please just help me. I don't know why this is happening. I haven't done anything wrong and I can't do this anymore. And it's like the most upsetting scene. Mm -hmm. And Loser Neutral literally just says, no, it's your fault you're being bullied and runs away. And he ends up on the second floor or something of the school, and he bumps into the bully squad, who are like, I see your best friends with half dead over there. And he's like, no, I'm not. And so they threaten to start bullying him too now, and unless he proves himself that he's not his friend. So I'm like, this sucks. This sucks. Like, everything <laughs> about this episode sucks. Uh, so that night, this is the worst, this whole scene. I was so angry. I was very angry. Uh, Loser Neutral calls Half Dead in the night and is like, hey, you know, I thought about what you said. I'm going to help you. (laughs) And Half Dead looks so happy and is like, finally, like someone is reaching out to me. 
And loser neutral is just like, I need you to meet me on the roof of the school. And half dead starts getting nervous and is like, what, why? What do you mean? And like, loser neutral is like, don't you want to stop getting bullied? Like, just meet me there. And of course the kid's like, okay. I was so angry. (laughs) Anyway, he gets to the roof and freaking the bullies are there. And the bullies are like, let's play a game where you walk on this high beam and don't touch it and uh, hopefully don't die, I guess. And it's like, great. And like, he's like, please no, please no. And like, loser neutral reveals himself to be there and is like, totally fine that this is happening. And it's like the worst. But luckily, a teacher stops them and tells them to like, get out of here. And uh, the bullies don't get in trouble because they had a telescope and we're like, oh, we're just here looking at a comet. And, um, was it, did, did, um, did Loser Neutral contact the teacher? Is that what was implied? I think so, because he had his cell phone out, and later on he cell says... Phone. Yeah, and later on he says, like, oh, I did, I helped him. Like, I, I did something good for him, which I think was him bailing yeah. him out while getting the teacher. Yeah, but of course, like, freaking <laughs> Hafta doesn't know that. And also, that's still sh- so yep, dumb, so and also bad. you're the worst. Mm-hmm. Um... Anyway, at home, Loser Neutral sees that Half Dead posted about the incident, but not, like, the last bit. He just said, like, a friend of mine called me and says he's going to help me. I'm going to go check it out. And then hasn't posted anything since. And, like, Loser Neutral, like Richard said, goes to bed being like, "Ah, I did such a good thing today. (laughs) And I'm like, you are the worst. Literally the worst. Anyway, guess what? Because of the show, we wake up the next day at school and the teachers have announced that Half Dead died last night. Because he killed himself. Mm -hmm. And it's... Again, the school is terrible mm-hmm. with this. Um, and we find out it's the same exact school mm-hmm. <laughs> that had the other suicide a few episodes back. Um, Glasses is school and gamer school. It's the same school. Um, and again, the school is like, this is really embarrassing for us. Like, please stop bothering each other. And if the press talk to you, like, don't embarrass the school. Don't say anything unnecessary. And I'm like, great, thanks. You said this in the same sentence as our classmate being mm-hmm. dead. Maybe that is the <laughs> issue here. <laughs> Uh, anyway, loser neutral is like, wow, what a weirdo. Why did he do that? And I'm like, I hate, I hate so him much. so much. Um, and I felt, you know what I really like the touch is that gamer and glasses get some screen time when they're mm-hmm. like kind of upset that this happened. And they're like, cause they didn't know the kid at all. They weren't in the class, but they're just kind of like, huh, why does this keep happening? And gamer says mm-hmm. this line that was like, you know, I thought death was for old people and war and, but it's really so close by. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, damn, these kids, they're suffering. Mm-hmm. I really appreciated them more in that moment since, yeah. like, and it was nice to see them again, you know? Because mm-hmm. um, you don't expect it. Anyway, now that uh, Half Dead is full dead. <laughs> uh, sorry, I shouldn't, I'm, I'm very upset. No, I'm very upset. Uh, the bullies have literally no, they have no remorse whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're just like, okay, next target is Loser Neutral. And they start stabbing him with a compass. <laughs> um, and Loser Neutral's like, uh-oh. Uh, and he becomes basically half-dead part two, literally. That's the username he decides mm-hmm. to use on the anonymous thread when he starts posting about it. Um, and talking about, like, I thought it wouldn't be so bad, but it's just near constant. And I can't deal with this mental damage I have to kill a part of myself. Like, same kind of language that the other kid was using. Um, And, uh, again, the bullies force him onto the roof at night to play the high beam game, but instead do it blindfolded now. Um, But luckily for him, Angel appears, 
and beats up the bullies because they reach to grab her. Like I was mm-hmm. saying, like one of them's like, why don't you take off your clothes, girl? And she just destroys mm-hmm. them. Um, anyway, and she goes up to him and she gives him a letter from Half Dead. And he opens it. And this letter, man, mm-hmm. this is a rough letter. It's just like, how does it feel, huh, punk? Um, look at you. You're the worst. You never helped me. I hate you so much. Mm-hmm. I hope you die, 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 die in the heart. And I'm like, that's that's rough. Mm-hmm. That's real rough, half dead. You would hope that maybe you would, I don't know, empathy. But I, you know what? I can't either. I can't even blame you though. Mm-hmm. Like he was awful. Yep. But also, it was just this whole thing was awful. Earlier in the ep, there had been this scene that Angel saw a dog with puppies yeah. trying to to nurse, and there was this runt of the litter couldn't get to it. Um, and she had said, it's survival of the fittest. And so suddenly, after reading this letter, and Angel leaves, and the bullies get back up and are like, we're going to kill you. Or like, we're gonna, you're going to get on that high beam and start like attacking him, kind of, and instigating him. He starts freaking out, because he can't take it anymore. And that puppy imagery just mm-hmm. keeps flashing of this puppy, like, I'm going to get to that <laughs> nipple. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, act mm-hmm. like that's what it is. And uh, Loser Neutral sees a a screwdriver, and he's, like, getting kicked, and he grabs a screwdriver and just shoves it into one of the Mm -hmm. bully's hearts. (laughs) And then the bully falls down, and I'm like, is is it that easy? It's kind of a blunt object. Why did he just fall down? I don't know. I've never been. Never stabbed him with a screwdriver, I guess. Yeah. Um, Anyway, and he, so he stabs him in the heart. And then he just screams, and it is a very yeah. scary scream. Uh, and this was an interesting part, because it cuts back to Angel and the staff who are talking. And they're like, I don't know, the staff's like, why would he do that? Like, that's he's ruined his life now, you know, blah, 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 blah. Like, he was just being bullied. He should have been chill. It would have stopped. Um, and Angel's like, yeah, he's societally dead now, but at mm-hmm. least he survived. Which I thought was like, Angel, what happened to you, girl? Yeah, seriously. I'm so worried about Angel. <laughs> uh, and the whole episode ends with a, a girl reading that same anonymous feed and then calling someone. Yeah, what was that about? Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's next episode. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. This episode was rough. Yeah. Like, the characters were so cruel to each other yeah and we're so unfeeling especially in response to like a student death yeah. like i'm trying to think what the creators were maybe going for was maybe and like, like just like of... so quick to just get back mm-hmm. into those same dangerous habits that literally cost someone their life you mm-hmm. would think that that would affect them in some way but it didn't it didn't they just want to keep killing nerds i guess um, one thing I really am enjoying about this show, though, is that it's episodic, but not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I love the idea that we're focusing on these different people who are in this same community and who have passed each other, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, they're all related. They seem to all be, like, this school houses now, like, six characters that we know, which is, like, mm-hmm. the bullies, these two dead kids now, um, Gamer glasses and loser neutral they all are in this school together and maybe the girls tennis team is part of the school like mm-hmm. i really like it it's like building the world around them and we're like getting these snip the uh, snapshots but we're not forgetting those past people mm-hmm. definitely you know? yeah absolutely i really 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 like that mm-hmm. 
And I'm wondering if we'll meet more of, like, middle school glasses friends who are now in high school who maybe, like, know more. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a big fan of that aspect of it. Yeah, I'm glad it's not just um, Angel as the constant throughout all the episodes. I definitely appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. And now I like, I like Gamer Guy now. Yeah. I want to see him, like, especially in comparison to this guy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, and I really like Glasses. Glasses is good. Yeah, and I, like, want to know more about Angel so bad. Yeah, we need to find out what her deal is. What went down with your dad? What do you think is going to happen next episode? I think, well, I hope that we get to see more about dad, because we're halfway through the series at this point, and I want to know... For Pegasus? Yeah, for Pe- Maximilian Pegasus, what he did. What kind of <laughs> what kind of trap cards he lay for his family. <laughs> and I want to see... I My dream is to see the lesbian couple again, but I don't know them. I don't know. I would love that too, <laughs> but still be happy. If, yeah, if, still it, be happy. if they can, if coming back means one of them dies, then I don't want true, to. True, very back. true. Leave it where you it know, is. You know, as long as they're safe in their episode, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, I can deal. Um, yeah, I also would love mm-hmm. that. Uh, I want to know more about Angel. I want to see Pegasus. What do you think the next death is going to be? I really hope it's not another suicide. We've had a lot of those. Yeah, I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Man, this is rough. Mm -hmm. No one's been run over accidentally. That's what we predicted that for this week, but that didn't happen. Yeah. I think that's got to happen at some point. No accidental deaths have happened. We almost had that fire. That was scary. I was like, crap, here it comes. I was like, yeah, exactly. I was like, this is it. I'm just going to hold her in her arms and cry, and I'm going to (laughs) cry. But no. It was beautiful. Yeah. And they loved each other. And they had the happiest episode. I, I hope we mm-hmm. meet other mailmen. Yeah, no. I want to know if they're all just little girls. <laughs> if there's just like this beefy guy who's also a mailman. <laughs> with a staff. I died lifting weights. <laughs> yeah, how did Blondie die? What if like, what if someone related to the mailman died? Do they get a letter? That's a good question. Also... I wonder if we're going to see more of the afterlife because I think they said at the first episode, like, oh yeah, in the past, in the afterlife, like people have bodies and they can write letters. And I was like, what? Are we going to see any of that? Yeah, or meet the gospel department. Yeah, the gospel department. Uh, I'm just very intrigued. I'm enjoying the show more than I expected. Phew! I was worried about this one. I I just sort of wrecked it out of the blue. All right. But wow, we are running over. We need to get to Rex. Um, my Rex for the week is a, um, it comes from a studio or a group, I'm actually not sure, um, an animation group called Gobelins. I'm pretty sure they're French. Uh, It's available on YouTube under the channel of Disney Favorites. Um, And what it is, it's this animated short, it's about four minutes long, and it's about this king, this very self-important king, who um, is traveling across the land, and he runs into this beaver, and he uh, commands the beaver to build him a castle out of wood. And this beaver, like is really not good at like gnawing with its teeth, but is really good when the king gives him an axe and he builds this amazing gigantic tower and castle for his king. And uh, it's this story about like um, the relationship between the king and the beaver as like uh, an organizer versus a worker and how the beaver like, like when a storm comes, what happens to their relationship? And it's very short and it's very beautifully animated. Uh, There's a storm that comes and like it is very... uh, Ooh, it's like very rough and uh, intense and um, there's a lot of dust in the air that really is pretty and 
cool as it moves to the air and like it's it's a very uh, the lines aren't very strict in this show like the characters uh their designs kind of are amorphous i've used that word 50 times today but their character designs are squishy and can move around a lot and it's just it's very fun and cool and intense and i liked it a lot oh that sounds really good okay you're gonna link it right oh yeah oh yeah okay because i'm gonna watch that (laughs) um my wreck of the week is a movie called in this corner of the world so really funny on wednesday i saw this funimation was posting that this movie was playing in theaters by then um they had dubbed uh dubbed it and subbed it and it was uh it had a theatrical release and i'd never heard of it before so i like turned to my friends and i'm like let's go see it because it's playing in philly and like we found out that the next day thursday was their last day to show it so we were like let's go um so we went and we went completely blind and boy did we oh boy so this movie is about world war ii japan oh yeah and um the art style is very cutesy and very almost childish and it, it almost feels like it has that dreamy haze around it. So when you see the poster, it does not scream World War II Japan. <laughs> uh, but, oh my god, this movie. Real, it, I've never had so much mood whiplash in a movie. And I, I loved it a lot. But it is a lot, so be prepared going in. Mm. Um, so basically what it's about is this girl named Suzu who... It's like following her life from when she's kind of little all the way up to uh, the end of World War II. Uh, And it's literally just like about her struggles. And the art style really plays so well with it because it's just like it doesn't prepare you for like the realism that comes during the war and the, the, the gore and the fact that like people suffer real things as this happening. And the thing I appreciated most about this film is that it just felt so real, which is so interesting because the art style is very unrealistic. Mm. It felt like a big theme in it is that, yes, we are suffering, but we're still going to laugh at things. Mm. Like, things are still funny. Like, we still make jokes. And, like, all like we're dealing with so much sadness and, like, loss but I can still make fun of the fact that you're so absent-minded you forgot to pack the rice and like, <laughs> hit you on the head a little. And it's just like the, those moments never feel forced and they're ha- they happen continuously. So it's like I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe this character just died. And then in the next two seconds, I'm laughing at something that just happened and being like, oh, God, I'm feeling too many things right now. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I just really – and the main character is – one of the best main characters I've seen portrayed in a film where she was just felt so real and you just really loved her and like wanted her to be happy. And you were like, Oh God, she's getting married to someone. She doesn't know. I really hope it works out. And then they become the cutest couple you've ever seen in your life. And it's just like, it's lovely, but do be prepared to be upset. Yeah. Um, so go see it. I don't know if it's in theaters anymore. I know in Philly it just stopped, uh, this Thursday, but it might still be going on in other places. I'm so hyped for that wreck. It's, oh my God, it's so good. I don't know if I can watch it again for another like seven months. It was was phenomenal. Uh, and it was really cute. (laughs) Really upsetting. I really liked all the characters and all the characters were real. Like there's this one character, her sister-in-law who just like starts off as like that angry kind of sister-in-law who's just like, Oh, you can't do anything right. But then it's like, 
God, the stuff she suffers, and she's such a strong woman, and just like, oh my God, I can't imagine <laughs> going through what she does, what she does, does what she did. I don't know. It's oh man, Keiko, God, whatever. <laughs> the end. I could talk about forever, but we're out of time, so mm. go watch it. It's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would like to thank the Fat Rap for letting us use their song Prelude as our theme song. Check out their YouTube page at the link in our description. You can also find us at our website, animatetheworldcast.wordpress.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes. <laughs> also, if you ever want to send anything our way, you can email us at animatetheworldcast at gmail.com. Woo! Woo! And how should we leave them today, Richard? Go watch some good wrecks. These are some good wrecks. Go watch them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And don't be like Oh, and don't be like Bye-bye.